Hey there. Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quirky podcast that gives you writing tips and life tips and maybe a chuckle or two. <laughs> so like hey, such a grandpa. what a great start. <laughs> and maybe a chuckle or two. I'm Carrie. I'm the New York Times and internationally best-selling author of kids' books. And I'm Sean, her lovely co-host. <laughs> <laughs> We're married, and you can tell. Normally we start off the uh, podcast with a random thought. Sometimes that's in bed, sometimes it's in the car, sometimes it's in the office, but it's always random, like us. And then we'll give you a writing tip and a dog tip. And hopefully some good fodder as well. Thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy your day. Some thought outside. Oh boy. Look at that limo blocking the whole entire street. There is. There's a limo blocking the whole entire street. It's trying to do a K-turn. Yeah. It's failing. <laughs> a K-turn. There's a limo by a Coors Light truck trying to do a K-turn. And welcome to Bar Harbor. Because yeah, that's right? like the ultimate Bar Harbor thing right Why there. would there be a limo out in the middle of the day? It's probably that giant yacht people's. Oh my god, it probably is. That'd be so stupid. You know it is. Anyways. Anyways. Random thought. Oh, yeah. So, I was talking about my my app, right? Yes, Sean has an app idea. Yeah, so here it is. I, wa- I wanted to call F book, as in... A naughty word. A four-letter, not F asterisk asterisk K book. <laughs> but that's not really appropriate because it doesn't necessarily have to do with sex at all. So, your idea of douche book was perfect. Okay, so Anyways, what is douche So, it's like a roulette wheel sort of app. So, you open up your app. Alright, let's say somebody that you just despise on Facebook. There's two. I know. Okay. So, some, so somebody that you just despise in general is constantly making some sort of stupid post on Facebook. And you're too, you really want to call them out because they're a lying mofo. Anyways, you open up your douche book app on your phone, <laughs> and it it's a, like a roulette wheel, like I said, of Facebook accounts, like totally anonymous. It changes every time, and it just creates them on the fly. Yeah. Like, they can't even keep up. They can block you, and it doesn't matter because you only wanted to make that one post, and next time you open up your app, it gives you a brand new one. Oh. And then you go to that person's thing. And you can throw oh, your comment down. Like it gives you a fake yeah. account. It automatically produces a fake Facebook account for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that just can't be traced. because you... <laughs> you can say your thing. You're going to evil up. And they're like, who's this butthole? And they'll block you. And you're like, hee hee hee. I'm your mother. You open up douchebook again and do it again under a brand new name. It's really wrong and, and it's funny. such a powerful app that it just it pulls data from everywhere. So obviously it would have to get its data from Google and Facebook to begin with. But anyway. Wow. And it throws in some random profile picture. <laughs> and a random name. Wow. And you make your post and then you're gone. Brilliant. He's a brilliant evil genius. I don't, it's probably not possible. No, I'm I like definitely it. don't have the talent to do it. Writing tip of the pod. So, uh, this uh, episode of the podcast is called Writers Need Bad Guys. 
Heck yeah! Heck yeah! And we're kind of revisiting the idea of bad guys in our lives and in our writing because lots of us have bad people in our writing and our lives. These antagonists run the gamut from people who make us scream at their Facebook posts of fakeness <laughs> to actually physically hurting us in our community. Politics is full of making the other party the bad guy. People at work tend to make other employees or bosses the bad guy. And sometimes we make entire groups of people the bad guy. Like this week on Facebook, a guy we know who's lovely and who manages an inn had a post that said, I have a couple staying with us. <laughs> celebrating. The, oh, <laughs> I don't know who it is. Anyways, I'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple staying. No, no, that's fine. I'm I love the bad you. guy I, right now. Okay. No, you're not. You're the bad guy. Oh. I have a couple staying with us, celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. The woman came to tell me how she loves the inn, but has been treated horribly by so many locals, being told to go home and have had obscenities shouted at her and her husband. I've seen posts in this group and others from people discouraging tourism. My question is, do we want our town to be known as openly hostile towards visitors? Is this how the level of discourse is supposed to be? Anonymous Facebook person. <laughs> there was a few misspellings in there, so Sean kept pointing it out to me. But I just copied it from the original post. Oh. Anyways. Um, so, that post, right, asserts a lot of things, right? There's, like, they're mad at people discouraging tourism uh -huh. in the time of COVID. And they're telling the story of the woman who had allegedly had obscenities and was treated horribly by so many locals and being told to quote-unquote go, go home. Right? right. And the responses to his post were all over the place from locals, right? Um, and they were all over the locals, right? They're all like, people were just saying that locals were the bad guys. People were accepting and expecting that those tourist side of the story was right and that we, the people of Bar Harbor, were the evil ones, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like everyone just took that one story without verifying it. You know, it's hearsay from the woman. Right. They accepted it as truth, and then they jumped on the bad guy bandwagon. Right. You know what? So, like, the question is why? Why do we do that? I don't know why people do that. Dude, they, answer the question. They do it all the time without trying to research or verify anything. Yeah, and it's like we're longing to vilify people. We're longing to take the bad story, not like make sure this bad story is true. Right. And jump on it. Right. In big things and little things. It's a huge part of what's wrong with our country right it now. It really is. And like a lot of bad stories can be verified as truth. But right, like, exactly, yeah. But the thing is, why do we want to hate so hard? You know, like, on something so simple as this, why? Like, what innate thing does it satisfy us? And we do this in our writing, too. Like, bad guys have to be in a story. But, like, why do we have to do this in our own lives? Like, to vilify our frigging neighbors on the word of a tourist. Right. That we cannot verify. Right. And who knows what she was doing? Maybe she was doing a K-turn in the middle of the street in her limo. Maybe that was her. Maybe she was walking around without a mask and coughing on everyone. Yeah. Maybe, like, she and her husband were shouting obscenities first. That's right. Maybe they're standing in the middle of the street taking a picture, stopping traffic, because it all was about them. We don't know anything. And maybe they were doing none of those things. Right. 
The imperfect little angels. Yeah, we just... Just get shouted obscenities at. Yes. <laughs> Which just doesn't seem really... Bar Harborish? No. No, not really. Not at all. So <laughs> that's the question. Like, what's the truth behind this story? But more importantly, why do we just expect this story to be true? It's not like the original poster on Facebook would be lying, because he wouldn't be lying. He's just expecting that story from that woman to be true. He's right, trusting her. exactly. But that's a lot of jumps. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. But... And then every every tertiary person is going to... is not, No, that's not... Too many of the readers will believe take that as fact. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we don't know that as fact. Right. We just, not at all. I think part of the reason that we jump to it being fact is because we want to have good guys and bad guys. I think we actually need them, don't we? Well, we do in our stories. Like, if you want to keep your story, your fiction, right, going, that helps you with having conflict, right? Which raises the stakes and the tension and keeps you turning the page. Like, you want to find out who the serial killer is. Yeah. Um, But the serial killer is probably the hero in the serial killer's mind. Right. So, um, like, it's all about your perspective and how you're looking at the story. I think we need them in real life, too. Why? I don't know. I'm just thinking about this now. So we can be the heroes and in our my own weak story? psychological expert brain yeah. just feels like that's something that the human race requires. Without well, a bad guy, without bad guys, it would it's like it, everything just grinds to a halt. Well, without the bad guys, how can you be the good guy? Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem. If we all want to be the good guys, so we have to create bad guys. Right. Mm-hmm. If everybody's neutral... There's no forward motion. I don't think that's true. Although neutral is. Ooh, that's interesting. Like in a car, you can be neutral. But you still roll forward a little bit. Only if you're not on level ground. (laughs) But just think how life would boring if everybody, how boring life would be if everybody was on level ground and neutral. That's true. All right, so back to writing. Yeah, back to writing. Because Sean had a big thought. Well, that was kind of writing. Oh, it is inclined oh, conversation. Oh, totally, totally is. Yeah. So your you... book will be the same way. Sorry. No, you're cool. No more interrupting. I don't believe that. Okay, so do I need a bad guy in your story? Yeah, you need a bad guy in your story. Can your bad guy be yourself? Like in our random thoughts, I'm often showing that I'm my own worst enemy, right? Not this time though. Um, watching TV gives me anxiety, but I almost always watch TV at night for a couple <laughs> hours. Like I do all these things that are my own worst enemy, right? Mm. And when it comes to our life or our writing stories, it can help you figure out who your antagonist is. You want to do these steps. One, figure out what your goal or your main character's goal is. And then two, the bad person is whatever stands in the way of your character or you achieving your goal. Sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes you're the bad guy in your own story, right? Like. Yeah, you could. So, like in life, <laughs> Carrie is her own antagonist because her goal is to not feel anxious at night. Yet she still watches television for an hour or two, mostly at my beh- at my behest. Actually, that's really true. So maybe you're the bad guy. That I just have a great example of. Oh. That's an example of an inner antagonist or bad guy. When I'm doing it to myself. Right, not me. She blames everything on me, but she is taking credit right now for being <laughs> her own inner antagonist. Anyways, also in life, here we go. When Carrie doesn't let Sean watch American Pickers and makes him watch Pen Fifteen. She's Sean's external bad guy. Sean would be me. Keeping him oh from God. his goal. 
chill with those picker guys. I almost thought you were going to say pecker guys. All at once. I wish y'all could have seen the face he just gave me. Um, so, the writing tip of the pod, condensed, is that every story needs conflict. And sometimes that conflict and opposing force, that's what's keeping your character from your goal, comes from the character themselves. And sometimes it comes from your Facebook post. Damn. So here's my idea. Okay. Let's reverse our schedules. What? We'll get up in the morning, watch TV, Ooh. have some wine or whatever for a couple <laughs> hours. And then start our work there. Our day would not happen very good. And we'll finish off with, like, you can be working in bed when we go to sleep. You know? I have something I know you are, but th- that's just wrong. It's wrong. You can't go circular like that every day. You'll burn yourself out, baby. Dog tip for life. Sparty was very concise today. <laughs> After listening to us make this podcast, he said, Dudes, there are enough bad guys in the world. You don't have to make them up. It's true. It's true. We are like, man, you're astute, dog. He's astute, dog. <laughs> um, He's an astute oh. dog. He is so smart. Because why? Because, like, you know what? There's enough bad guys in the world. Like, don't jump to the conclusion someone's a bad guy. That's right. Like, you don't need to create them out of your own brain and anxiety and paranoia. Or believe what you might hear about somebody yeah. without experiencing for yourself right. or, or researching it, you know? Yeah, like, everything on Facebook is just one angle of things, one yeah. person's opinion. And to understand the truth that is the whole world, you kind of have to listen to a bunch of different opinions. That's right. And stuff. Stuff. Yeah. But, like, don't jump on the all locals are evil based on one anecdote that's secondhand, you know? Definitely not. When you don't even know anything about the veracity or the truthiness of the original person telling that story. And you know that person doesn't want to be the bad guy. Like that lady no, they, at the no, end. No, most people don't try to make them. Right, <laughs> people so usually if, don't paint themselves as the bad light. Yeah, so if someone's swearing at you, you're automatically like, no. I mean, if somebody was even swearing at this lady, like, she's not going to think, oh, yeah, I deserve that. Right. Even if she maybe did. Maybe. Like, we don't know. That's right. Yeah, man. So you don't need to create that. You don't need to jump on the hate bandwagon all the time. Nope. No. Further it. People do it too much. They do. They do. Too much. Civil discourse is good. Thinking things from multiple angles is good. (laughs) Civil discourse. You mean civilly talking things through. Yeah. Not like the civil discourse of our country right now. I thought you were making fun <laughs> of how I said discourse. And I was like, does he mean like a frisbee golf discourse? Uh, and I'm like, come on. I don't talk very well. They and get I know pretty it's a rowdy podcast. out there on those disc golf courses. <laughs> I've seen them. There's a lot of bad guys out there. Totally not so civil. many. So many bad guys. <laughs> That's a good name for one of those places. What? Civil Disc Course. Oh, let's do that. We need you, land and You and just money. build it on the philosophy of it's a great place to come out and hang, hang out and have an intellectual yeah. conversation. Also, we only just realized that our, uh, our um, the beautiful music you're hearing right now is called what? Uh, um, 
Um, Summer spliff. And I had no idea what a spliff was. <laughs> you will when we open our discourse. Oh. <laughs> Every party of four or more gets a complimentary spliff to take no, them off the golf course. Oh my god. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please like it and subscribe. You can find it anywhere that podcasts are because I don't know why. They haven't kicked us off yet. Yeah. Yeah. And you can join over 250,000 people who have listened to this podcast. Man, you've been saying that number for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really 200,000. I don't even know. How. It's a big number. Sweet. Anyways, the music that we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and it is made available through the Creative Commons license. If you go to our show notes on carriejonesbooks.blog or Dogs Are Smarter Than People, you can find out who this artist is and what their song is and even go to their artist website. But it's Summer Spliff and it's by Broke for Free. And you can find out more about my books and all that kind of stuff in my writing class. And I teach and I edit things by checking out Carrie Jones Books, C-A-R-R-I-E-J-O-N-E-S Books. Yeah. Dot blog. I got to tell you real quick. Oh, no, honey, don't. No, I just want to say that you're the best editor, teacher, writing coach ever. Oh, that's very sweet. Okay. Very sweet. I mean that. I can tell from your students' reactions when I overhear them in the class, Zoom classes and and I read your reviews and your emails. I love you. You're amazing. Thanks for listening. Outro's supposed to be bad. Okay, it was done. I was done with all that. <laughs>